0: That's how 24, 25, 26-year-old Stephanie thought, was like, oh, I'm just here to see what happens. And that was what I got in return. Failing. Failing.
1: Failing. I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. That's a blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. Listeners, I have Stephanie Hibbert here today. She is an author of the book, Thank You for Swiping Right, and she refers to herself as a self-love warrior. She is an exercise physiologist, she's in nursing school, and she is going to talk to us today about something that I am super interested in right now because of the stage of where I am in my life, and I cannot wait to dig in. So welcome, Stephanie.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm I'm definitely nervous, but I am more excited than anything. So thank you so much.
1: Every guest is nervous, and it just shows that you care about our listeners. So we appreciate it's that. It's true.
0: It's true. That's, if, if you're not nervous, you're not caring. That's right. That's, that's right. Kind of, that's yeah. <laughs>
1: Stephanie, yes. tell, us about, tell us about the book and how it came to be.
0: Well, the book came to be um, mostly because I was bored. I started writing it, it was May of 2020. So the COVID pandemic had just started, or yeah. we were kind of in two months into it. And I was pretty bored. I had gotten redeployed to a different position at work. So my work schedule was way different than I was used to. And I was home by... 2 p.m. every day. I was working 5 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the hospital Mm -hmm. doing pretty mundane. uh, I was the person like screening like visitors for people coming Mm -hmm. in at the hospital. It was not what I was used to doing. Um, But so I was looking for something to do. And I got this idea from a uh, fellow friend of putting my dating stories into writing. And I, it was something over the years, like for the previous years, things were just happening. It was just like, oh my God, what next? Oh, this can't get worse. Like, and it, things just kept happening. <laughs> <laughs> things just it, kept in happening. The dating, in the dating <laughs> and, world. And right? exactly. Yes. In, in the dating world. And then, and then your personal life and the public life and everything just kind of felt like a mess. And so I had all this time on my hands. I said, you know, um, Let's just, let's give it a try. Let's start this book. Let's see what happens. And it ended up being this idea that lived in my head to something that lived in a computer and eventually became a
1: real, a real book. So I, I love the title. Thank you for swiping right. So tell us why the title and the lessons that you teach us in your book. So the title's kind of a play on,
0: well, if you've ever used a dating app, you know, you swipe right or swipe left on people. And if you swipe left, you don't match with them. If you swipe right, you match with them. Right. And uh, whenever, so when I started writing, I Googled this just to make sure there wasn't a lot of other things. And everything I started, it was like Valentine's Day cards, or I've seen people use it as like wedding hashtags. You know, they marry people, they meet on dating apps. And so mm-hmm. I decided to use it in kind of a, an ironic way, as a as an ode to the people that things didn't work out so well with. You know, we were right swipes, but not really right matches. But mm. um, and the reason why I used the thank you is I was using a gratitude practice. I had started it a few months before the pandemic, and then as the pandemic started, and I was going through one of uh, the last breakup I write about actually. Um, my practice dwindled off, and I wasn't doing it anymore, and I could tell. And so, around the time I was thinking about writing the book, I had resumed my gratitude practice, and I felt its effect. Um, Really? And so, yeah. Yeah, that
1: was so— What was the effect that you felt?
0: I felt uh, just kind of like a renewed sense of hope. I felt more like myself. I felt like even though— things weren't right, and I was unhappy or sad or angry or bitter about something, having that practice gave me a better perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And I felt just kind of a sense of repurposing and grounding in that. It helps me get through the things I didn't feel so good about. Um, And it was more in regards to the pandemic and everything that was happening around me and that uncertainty. And I was pretty fresh off of a a breakup. And I decided, you know, I'm going to write um, about that experience and write about what, why I'm grateful for that. And it ends up that things kept happening and happening with that, where I really
1: am grateful (laughs) that things worked out the way they did. So with that, the, the, the premise around your book is to use dating as opportunities for gratitude, for learning. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. It's about going back and looking at things that hurt us or um, lessons that were hard or maybe that we didn't see at the time and yeah. finding the reason why any of that madness may have happened. And there's, and there may not always be a reason. Sometimes things happen and they're just awful. But a lot of the times, I really believe you can find something to grow from or at least reflect on and use that to your. Um, development
1: yeah Yeah. so one of the things that is different so I was in the dating world I don't know 20 years ago right now I'm dating Mm -hmm. again divorced Mm -hmm. and it's totally different and the difference for me is this immediate dopamine hit or instant gratification that you get when you match with somebody on you know whatever dating app that you have Absolutely. And it's it's super unhealthy. Like, and it's not like, and it's not sustainable nor real. No, it's not. And so I'm learning all these things that frankly, I never knew I had to learn before because I didn't date that way. But I'm learning that I have to put like guardrails around the way that I'm dating online. And and actually I have some friends who are like, and you have to take some breaks. So can yeah. you give some tips around that because it's, it's, it's different. I don't know if I want to call it self care or I don't know. It's just dating's different. Dating is
0: very different. And I had different phases of dating. I, um, okay. the, my first boyfriend ever was my boyfriend in college and I was a freshman at Ohio state. It was 2009 and we met each other at a house party playing like, and, and that it felt like how you would normally meet somebody. Um, And we dated for a long time. We were actually engaged. And then our engagement, we, we ended our engagement and it, that was five years later. So by the time I was ready to start dating again, there were apps and everything was different. And I was Mm -hmm. like, whoa. And I share about this. And so the way my book works out is I share about, that experience and what that was like to kind of just be thrown into this new world, but not only knowing not what all this is, but having low Mm self-esteem and low confidence and uncertainty about everything because of what your previous relationship experience had been. And I felt like I had this you know, this marking of someone's ex-fiance or someone, you know, who's going through a divorce might be like, oh, I'm an ex-wife or an ex-husband or, and, you know, you, you're you carrying yeah. that with you. So it's a lot to deal with at once. Um, as far as, you know, you ask for advice and breaks are so important. And I went through periods I call it download, delete, repeat in my I book. Actually, say
1: that again. Say that Down, again.
0: Download, delete, repeat, and it was. I use dating apps on and off for. I'm doing the the math, five five or six years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually, I mean, I met my future husband on a dating app. Technically, so it's yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where. I you you hold on to some hope. Because you know people that meet people on them and they're successful, but then you have these experiences also at the same time where things just don't work out or people treat you horribly and it's you have to be um, strong and confident and feel sure of yourself to Navigate through that because if you don't have that, these dating apps just eat you up and just eat at whatever yes. low self confidence or low self esteem issues you are dealing with. They make it worse, and that is something that I dealt with a lot.
1: Can we talk throughout. about that for a little bit? Can we talk Absolutely. about? something I think it's really interesting this piece. I a friend of mine who, I, honestly, she she's pretty healthy self confidence. However, she kept matching with these guys who were married or who would ghost her. And we yeah. couldn't figure out, like, what is she doing differently than what I was doing differently? Now, I would I tend to ask them, like, if I'm going to go meet them, I want to know their last name. I do a Google search. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on social media. I won't yeah. meet with anybody who isn't on social media because I can't research yeah. them. What are some other you know, tips around, <laughs> around that?
0: Definitely researching the person and having like a first and last name um, is very important. I think also knowing what your expectations are and being upfront about those expectations right out of the gate. Like, this is what I'm on here for. I want to make sure like we're on the same page. And I think a lot of people can view that as being confrontational or too upfront or too, oh, hey, yo, back off here. I thought we were just like having fun and getting to know each other. And that's how I used to think. That's how 24-year-old, I'm 32 now, just to put things in perspective. But that's how 24, 25, 26-year-old Stephanie thought was like, oh, I'm just here, like, you know, just, (laughs) just here to see what happens. And that was what I got in return. That is what I got in return, was people that are just here to see what happens. I wasn't upfront about what I was looking for. And so I didn't get I didn't meet those people that were sure of what they want because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't think I deserved what I wanted is what I realized as I...
1: Okay, how as, did you get there then? How did you get there to feeling like you deserve it?
0: Well, I I kept... What What ended up happening is I, I realized that I was dating out of a place of fear and desperation and lack. And the lack, I didn't think I had what a someone deserved, basically, and a partner. And those feelings just led to me making worse and worse and worse decisions about who I would talk to, who I would match with, who I would meet up with, and what would happen after like we would meet up. And eventually, I got to this point where I went on this, we'll call it a date, And it wasn't a situation.
1: Wait, hold on, (laughs) hold on. Why did you say we'll call it a date? Well, because air quotes. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, air quotes. (laughs) Because I don't think this person is like deserving of hearing about that. Okay. I don't think they they're not worthy of that title, but um, they we had matched while he was in town. I live in Columbus, so he was in Columbus, and he lived out of state, actually. He lived in Indianapolis, and it was a, you know, I have friends that live there. I have a lot of family that live there, so it's not completely out of the question. And we kept, we had matched while he was here, and then we kept talking, and I eventually went to visit him, not really knowing a whole lot about him besides what we had talked about over the last four weeks, which was pretty, like, shallow, like, dating stuff, and this was more of a hey, let's see what happens kind of trip. So I went to visit him for a weekend yeah. and we went to a concert together and I, he left me at the concert <laughs> and I was alone by myself and oh my really, really scared. And I'm giving away a lot of details from the book right now. But long story short okay. was this was, it was a really a bad choice when you look back on it and it was yeah. like what made me what brought me to that choice where i decided that this was okay and i realized it was like i was so scared of mm-hmm. being alone at this time mm-hmm. i was 29 and i realized i was on this this race throughout my 20s thinking i needed to have a husband or at least someone that you know i could be in a serious relationship by the time I was 30 with yeah. um and I realized I and was and you know just- what
1: though, Stephanie, I think doesn't matter what age you are, I think everybody feels that way who is single until yeah. you do the gratitude piece that you're talking about. Exactly. Um I I've been calling it I'm up-leveling myself
0: yes. this year.
1: So in up-leveling myself and being happy with myself. I believe when it's the right time, it will attract that same that same person. 100%. But, but it takes time and work to... It does. To, yeah. You can't just do it yeah. once.
0: You can't just you do, can't it, just once. do can't it once. You can't just look in the mirror once and say, oh my God, I'm amazing. You deserve great things. And then never come back. Yeah. You can't just... Just like you can't... If you want to... Run a 5K, walk a 5K. You can't just go for one 10-minute walk and be like, well, let's hope for the best or run a marathon, right. you know? Yeah. Then that's right. it, it's every day. And even when you're consistent with it and you put in the work to really give yourself the love and the respect that you deserve, it's still easy to fall out of that routine. It's mm-hmm. easy to not want to, because those those beliefs that you have about yourself, they don't. Ever, I don't think they ever really go away. You just learn what to entertain more, right? You learn what to mm-hmm. put in the foreground, I guess, rather than completely eliminate them. You just know what to tune out and what to tune into better. And the more you practice that, the easier it gets. Yeah. Um, so with that. Yeah. Getting left at was that, the... Hold on. Was that your turning point? Was that like that, your tipping
1: point when you were like, oh, it was, okay, somebody's it was, got, something's got to change.
0: If that, if it was a like romantic comedy, that was like the part where it's like, <laughs> all right, it's time to get it together. And then yeah. the montage would have started where, you know, I'm doing everything right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm... Um, it was, I did specific things. I, I looked at the insecurities I had. I figured out, okay, what was driving me to make not only that choice, but the last all the choices I've been making the last five or six years. And I realized I was afraid. I realized I I hated being single. I thought it meant I was a loser. I thought it meant mm-hmm. that no one liked me. I thought it meant that I was going to die alone. <laughs> and then I also had insecurities about myself too. I didn't like my appearance. I didn't think I was attractive. I didn't think anyone would ever find me attractive. Um, I, I did not like myself. I did not look I did not like to look in the mirror and see who I was.
1: And listeners, <laughs> when you see Stephanie's picture, you're gonna be like, I can't believe she ever thought that. <laughs> and and Thank you. I, but you like that is a commonly told story that we tell yeah. ourselves.
0: And it's I I mean, I think every person at some point in their life deals with feeling self-conscious about themselves in some way and Mm -hmm. not liking what they see in the mirror, or knowing that they should, but don't, you know? And that, and for me, it was learning how to embrace things that I didn't think were perfect, like for my body size, my body shape, and things like that. And what that ended up looking like was looking at all the things that I do for myself, and realize that, and changing the reason why. So,
1: I'm an exercise. Yeah, tell me that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm an exercise physiologist. That's my day job, and I I love exercise. But exercise for me was not about being strong and healthy. It was about trying to get smaller, trying to lose weight, trying to earn my food, and trying to just make myself something that I truly am not and probably can't be, just because of the way my shape and my structure is like Mm -hmm. I know the science behind it but I would I would spend and this goes back to my my teen years you know my body insecurities and it was something I had to get over but then I realized it's like you can do all these amazing things and you are so strong and you can do all of this but here you are mad because your pant size went up one one size this year and things like that and it's just like yeah. that's so dumb <laughs> like you know it's just it's not it's not it's not a dumb thought it's just the, not a thought you f- want to keep. It's not, And it's not what you should focus on either. So I was focusing right. on all the wrong things. So like changing, that was a big one for me. That was like one of the biggest insecurities that I had and so, what limited me. So can I me. ask you,
1: you come back from this concert and you're like, WTF, I got to turn mm-hmm. some things around. Yeah. What sparked the idea of thoughts about self and body image? What sparked it? Was it intuition
0: it was intuition. I I think deep down, I always knew what—I I knew how I thought about myself because I would think about—I would think those thoughts all the time. And I was listening to other um, podcasts at the time talking about, you know, believing in yourself and targeting yourself, believe, your limiting beliefs, and I yes. realized that that was really— something that was holding me back was how I felt about myself. And a lot of it was my physical appearance and focusing on the wrong parts of that. And I just never felt sure of myself. So when I got back from the concert, I deleted the dating app, but instead of downloading it again in a week, I kept it off my phone for three months and I worked on, I wrote I wrote out positive affirmations. I would journal them. I would write them down over and over again. I would, I kept, I continued with my workouts, but when I was done working out, I would write down like the way I felt and, you know, something I was proud of myself for doing. I love that. And I'm on social media a lot and I would share that on my Instagram story or something like, you know, something like that. And just focusing on the more, the things that, I wanted to focus on instead of focusing on, you know, how many calories I burn or anything like that. I started focusing on what was going to help me heal and be a stronger and better version of myself.
1: So a woman that I had on, um, Daniela, she's a nutritionist. She and I were talking about something similar to this. And I said, one of the things for, for this year that I focused on was that and this is kind of embarrassing a little bit to say, but my listeners have already heard it, that I wanted to look good naked. And she pushed me on that. And she was like, I don't know if it's just looking good. I think it's feeling good naked. It's not just about what you see, but how you feel. And that's what you were just talking about right there and then. And I think... That has shifted for me. So since she said that to me, I really heard it. You know when, like, somebody says something, to you, like, you could have said that to me five times, like, a year mm-hmm. ago, but I didn't hear it. It didn't sink mm-hmm. in. And then it just sunk in, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And so ever since then, I'm working on that more than the the, the looking at it. Does that make sense? The
0: look, absolutely. It's all about your internal Physique, I like to call it. You know, your mindset yeah. makeover. Um, Ooh,
1: okay, girl, that's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, mindset so,
1: makeover.
0: Yeah, so in my book, I do share about a time. It was after a, a breakup with a, a boyfriend, and you know, I wanted to get like the revenge body, right? So I actually lost some weight, and but I and I thought that's what I needed to do to be more desirable to people. And that's what I thought I needed to do to get other guys to like me and things like that. And, you know, I was the thinnest I'd been since high school.
1: Mm. And
0: I was the most miserable that I've ever been. Wow. And it was like, on the outside, I looked fantastic. Like, it was the first time in a while where I could look at pictures of myself. And I was like, oh, hey, (laughs) you look great. But I knew on, on the inside, I was sad and I I still didn't feel good about myself and it still wasn't good enough and so I had this
1: complete it still wasn't good enough
0: it still wasn't good enough I had, had this complete outward makeover but on the inside I was still the same person and it's if you keep neglecting and ignoring your internal yeah I like that the internal physique your your mindset things will never change your physical accomplishments or transformations will never be good enough if the inside never changes because you'll still remain the same person.
1: Over the years, I've coached executives and young professionals looking to embrace their strengths, level up their leadership, and find their dream careers. Just like my podcast guests, my clients have been stuck, but I've helped them navigate whatever challenge they're facing and find a way forward. That's the goal of our 10 week coaching program, Move Forward. Through my guests' best practices, our coaching tools, my team and I will help you discover your primary motivations and challenge the unhealthy and limiting beliefs that are holding you back. You'll use neuroscience to create new healthy habits and create a move forward plan for your future. If you're interested, you can visit failforwardpod.com/backslash coaching to learn more and to sign up for a 1 hour exploratory coaching session that's failforwardpod.com/coaching. Can I ask one more question? Absolutely. Well, you know, I'll, have, yeah. I'll have like 50 more. Please. More. I love that I say, <laughs> can I ask one more question? Just one Was more. It, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today you're you're engaged. I am. So, what can you tell that story? I mean, yeah, yeah. It's oh wow.
0: There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. So we went through. I had my montage moment. You know, yes. where i I got my I got everything together. I figured it. I. Address my did insecurities. Your, I ditched you did my timeline. I did everything. You your right timeline.
1: I love that. Yeah, that was
0: there was a few things I had to do. So I had to ditch my insecurities. I ditched my timeline. I got comfortable with being by myself. I took myself out on dates. Now this was this started before like everything the was pandemic. closed down for yeah. COVID and things like that. So it kind of cut into that. But I would I started taking myself out on dates. I would go to the movies. I took myself to my favorite restaurants or bars. Like, I or I had dates with myself. And I, I, I realized I was limiting myself from things because I was single. And I was like, oh, my God, you're going to be such a loser if you go there by yourself. But it turned out to be awesome. Like, it was so <laughs> much fun. Um, but so I did all that. I... I did everything right. I got to a point where I was ready to date, not because I was afraid or because I felt like I needed to, and this is what I had to do. You're almost thirty. Oh my god! Like, what are you doing? I did. I started dating again because I was ready, and I knew that I wanted to, and I knew I would be a good partner for someone. I finally felt sure of what my of uh, myself and what I could bring to
1: the table. See, that really speaks to me. I knew I could be a good partner for someone. Uh, Because I've been divorced a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just don't know. I want to be ready to be a good partner to somebody, but Mm -hmm. I think I still have work to do to get there. Yeah, And it's hard to admit that because I want to say, no, I'm ready. Let's go. And I can remember, Stephanie, somebody said to me, oh, my God, it's going to be like at least two years before you're ready to date anybody. And I was like, what are you talking about, two years? And they're right. I mean, it has taken two years, at least for me.
0: And everyone is going to be on a different Mm -hmm. time frame, too. Mm -hmm. That's something like back to the timeline. Your time, your journey, your timeline is not your friends or your sisters or your moms or your grandmas yeah. and you're whoever, right? right? It's, it's yours, it's your own. And you, the, the last thing we need to do is compare ourselves to others and how they're going about their life because your life is your own and then that's it. Um, yeah. And you're never, and I don't want to like confuse like being a good partner with someone but being perfect because no one is perfect right? You're never going to be like, right. oh, I am 100%. There's out. nothing wrong. There, You're never going to be perfect. And I don't think you're ever 100% ready. It's just knowing who you are and knowing what ready enough feels like. I think so that's a So how did good, you
1: know you were ready? I felt...
0: I, that's a great question because I don't remember specifically how. I, I think I was... I had just, I had been working for three months and I, you know, I was doing things and I wouldn't, I wouldn't find myself falling back into my old patterns. And it was towards the end of the year also is the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, let's go ahead and let's give this a try. Kind of like a clean slate, you know, and we're going to not, not a new year's resolution, I guess, but you know, we're going to feel, feel, feel this out and see how it goes. And I just, I just felt so sure of the work I was doing and, and I knew what I wanted. And I, and so if I wasn't going to waste my time, like messaging people I wasn't interested in or going on dates with people just to see what's up or, you know, anything like that, it was like, here's my intentions. And if people thought that was weird or too much, then obviously they're, they're not for me.
1: I love right? that. Right. I'm just so, getting there. I'm just that was the getting thing. there was, on that. That's great. I guess
0: I guess in to kinda answer that question in a more like clear way is I guess I didn't really know for sure that I was ready. And I think that's the whole point, is you're you're never gonna know for sure. And that's what's mm-hmm. so hard about dating is you have to trust and keep trusting. And just keep trusting, even though you've had however many reasons before this to not trust someone or to not love again but it's one of my favorite is, the, is the, it's the only way to trust again is to trust again the only way to love again is to love again it's and you're never going to know if it's the right situation or the right person it could blow up in your face it could be a miracle it could be amazing um, but that's what's so like brilliantly and horrifically amazing about dating and love
1: I guess but I, I, what do you, what have you found? Cause A, you give people hope, which I think is amazing because dating can be challenging is, at times. It's
0: challenging. It's yeah, challenging. It's, and that is it is why, not easy. No. And I think when you work on your mindset and work on building resilience and perseverance and trust within yourself, I think that becomes easier to handle dating and the, the stuff that, comes along with it right
1: I I definitely feel like every person that I've met dating even though they haven't been my person I have learned something from them like I have it was I have, was meant to meet them I've learned things from them and I take I look at it as a gift it might not be Ab- my final person but definitely a gift you know it's funny friends that I know who are like oh my god I hate dating how can you do it it's a mindset either you mm-hmm. see the good in it and you will find good in it or you focus mm-hmm. on the negative and then you're never going to do it. And I I have some guy friends who were like no way I'm just not even dating. I can't deal with it cuz they think it's going to be the absolute worst and therefore it mm-hmm. will be.
0: Yeah, what you focus on is what you find. So after my you know, I got things together and I got back on the app. I wasn't sure if I was ready, but I was sure I was ready at the same time. Mm-hmm. I met I matched with someone and it felt like Oh my God, like I need to call the romantic comedy people. Like this is the perfect movie. I found this guy. He's incredible. And he ended up being, instead of someone from my, like the man of my dreams, it was a man of my nightmares. Like it's obviously not my fiance now. (laughs) Um, And this was the story that was like, oh, this is why all of this happened. This is why. I had to become confident in myself and more mentally tough because of this person. And there's not a day right now that I don't thank God that when I met this person, because it ended up saving a lot of other people, um,
1: some heartache can
0: hurt. Well, you'll have to read the book to find out. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have to tell us. <laughs> so this this guy we were date we were we had the same expectations. We were very upfront about what we wanted. We were there to, you know, be exclusive with people. We weren't gonna mess around. And we really connected. And we were dating for about a month and he was on a trip that he told me about on our first date that he was going on with friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And so he's on, you know, on this trip and I'm sitting in my living room. I was watching the Oscars, actually. Eminem was performing and I'm you know, scrolling on Instagram <laughs> and I see these photos and they're from his trip. But I look and the, the account wasn't his that posted it. It was a girl I knew from uh, from my hometown, actually. Okay. I was like, and I was like, huh. That's kind of weird. I was like, oh, well, maybe she's dating one of his friends. (laughs) Like, because he wasn't in any of the pictures. It was just like, you know, the same photos I had received through text message earlier. Oh, okay.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So I recognized. I was like, huh. And then he was tagged in the comments, but no one else. I was like, well, maybe they don't have Instagram or, you know, Mm -hmm. just trying to not see the truth. So then I clicked and I did some more digging and. So they, they were together they were they were dating I was like and so we had that whole fallout it turns out besides that girl who is amazing and she's a fantastic girl and and it, like we we didn't grow up together in the sense that we were close but like mm-hmm. I remember her from my childhood and yeah. um she's but I do know she's incredible and I'm so glad that we had that happen the way it did because things with this situation kept getting worse and worse. There were more girls that we ended up kept discovering each other. And then three months later would go by and this guy had bought a house with another girl. And it's like, where did this girl come from? You know, and it's like, oh my God, has she been here the whole time? And this was February, 2020, then the pandemic started and just things kept happening and happening. And it's still to this day, it's something where I look back Or I look back and think like, what would have happened if I wouldn't have been like friends with this girl on social media? You know, um, what ended up happening was one of the girls, the girl that he had bought a house with, I wake up one day and her face is, and I had tried to reach out to her also. That was something that was hard and I never heard anything back. Um, I woke up one day and her face is on my Facebook page feed she's missing what? and in the comments and, and in the comments it was she's been found dead and his name is on this poster as like the contact person and I'm just like what oh my God. and 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 then you know so you deal with that feeling of like that could have been me what why not me and it's all those things and um It just goes to show how, and it's like he didn't like murder her or kill her. But if you know the kind of person he is and you imagine having a house with someone and being engaged to someone and then finding all this out about them, you know, and maybe not even all of it, you know, who knows what she knew um, and how that could just break you. And make yes. you think there's nothing. Such betrayal. It's, and as someone that I was engaged before, and I, you know, I had, a, his, he cheated on me and that wasn't ultimately why we broke up. We just weren't good for each other. But I, I had that feeling before, feeling like you're, there's nothing beyond this. Mm-hmm. Like your life is over. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no way you carry on from this. I've had that feeling before after a relationship ended. I had... Like, your life was just taken from you this you know you're when you are in a very serious relationship and something that like that happens and I keep I think about her every day mm. every day I think about her and time went on and he he is also um, he passed away also he um, they both killed themselves um, and oh, God. and it's it, it's it's this like devastating story about, you know, he was a, such a broken person and he just tried to take women with him, strong, confident women with him. And it was, it's something, it's, it's just proof that you have to take care of yourself and you can't abandon like hope or faith. Like you can, I, I, what I could not do is let that story that's ruin right. the rest of my life. Because I wouldn't be here now. Um, So, (laughs) so then, okay, listeners, (laughs) listeners,
1: can I just tell you guys that I did not know that Stephanie was going to share that story. I don't think Stephanie didn't know either. So that was really sweet that you did that, and thank you. And because it's a privilege for you to share that, and I, I just want to say that. Okay. Well, thank you. It's yeah. I
0: mean, it's. And it's something I, you know, I wrote. I wrote about it. I sh- put it in this book. But it's a, just a very intimate detail, mm-hmm. I think. About and mm-hmm. you don't the whole well the whole book is honestly. It's like everything you wanted to know. But <laughs> no, anyway. So after well, this you can't even say after that because that is just something that always I think is part of you. It's always it's always there. You know, yes. uh, well after yes. that no it's and but that is why self having a consistent self-care routine that addresses everything not just working out not just sitting on your couch in a face mask even though those are all wonderful things you have to address Mm -hmm. everything from uh the whole side and that is what I um do and what I share with people to maybe help them at the end of the book (laughs) but um how i got to my fiance's name is Mitchell how i got to Mitchell
1: great name was love your name Mitchell great name
0: <laughs> he's, so cute. he's he's great he's fantastic so i started th- writing my book may 2020 and i okay. kind of had a similar you know summer that i had you know the fall of the previous year i wasn't on dating apps i wasn't yes. even focused on it i was writing the book i was just living life i was completely tuned out of it and i'm writing this book and i'm like you can't give up you your writing, don't give up. Right. And here you are, you right. know, like you can't give up. And so, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. You can't even meet people right now. You go out to eat. So this was like summer of 2020. It's like you go out to yeah. eat and like, yeah. you can't even look at another person. Okay. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, Oh, uh, what am I? So I got back on the dating app, the same dating app where I had met the previous guy. And I was like, is this stupid? probably, (laughs) you know, like, is this insane? Like, this is is the definition of insanity, I think. But I think dating and dating apps is the, the exception to the rule where, you know, um, where it's like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, expecting different results. And they say that's insanity. I think dating is the exception to that because it's, it's funny because it's, you have the worst record with dating. It's like, you keep
1: Losing and well, losing and I, losing, you know basically. what I <laughs> think it's like, it's like, it's a numbers game. It's like Pretty sales. Pretty much. It's a numbers game, and you have to put the effort and activity out there to get the return. Yeah, and absolutely. And I'm on a break right now through the end of the year. I'm like, I am not going to be on the dating app. I have so many fun things going on in my life. Yeah. I'm like, I'm unplugging for a while because it takes a lot of time and effort.
0: It does. And you have to and go mental. out with people on, like, Tuesdays and, like, random yeah. nights.
1: and Take a walk you, on the weekend. I'm like, oh.
0: oh. <laughs> it's exa- yeah. It is exhausting. And Can I ask you a question?
1: Yeah. Go. How do,
0: you, how do you feel about being, like, when you're on a break with a dating app? Do you feel, like, a certain way about it? Or
1: do you, like, are you at peace? Like, do you feel like? Yeah, I'm really at peace about it right now. That's good. And I, I was kind of like, I wasn't... Really, I don't know. I, I wasn't getting, I met a couple of really nice guys on the dating app, yes, mm-hmm. but it, I was like, I need a break. So I'm really at peace with it. And I knew I probably went off a month ago. So I knew come January, I'd maybe pop back on. Mm-hmm. But I've had some setups since then, which is kind of nice. And um, yeah, that's yeah. great.
0: I think yeah. that's really important when you do take breaks from dating apps, Is being at peace. With being on the break, and I think it, when you're when you do that, you avoid the download, delete, repeat cycle mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. talked about earlier, um, or not feeling like I'm not on a dating app because I, I'm a loser, or I suck, or I can't date, or I'm just bad at love. Like all those like negative feelings. It's like I'm on a I'm on a break with the dating app because I have a lot of cool stuff going on. I have this. Like yeah, it's just the way you think about it really. It, it's it's so important, and that was a big difference between the breaks I had taken before, mm-hmm. and the two breaks I had taken in 2019 and in 2020. You know, I was writing my book. I had, I didn't have time to date. I I didn't need any more material. Like I, right. I had my book. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: I didn't need any more material. I didn't need any more
0: material. I had plenty.
1: Like I was exhausted. Uh, I was fine. Stephanie, who do you find reads this book the most? Like age range wise, or is it everybody?
0: I wrote this book with myself in mind. What I needed to hear when I was 23, 24. So I think mid twenties is my... "Quote unquote target," but I think it's something, and what I've heard from, you know, my friends of my mom, even my grandma, and some of her friends have read the book, and they, it's things that are still apply to people. You don't have to yeah, be in universal. your twenties to learn this. Yeah, and it's it's never too late
1: either. And that I mean I, that that uh, mindset makeover is just phenom. I love that. Thanks. Yeah, I think and it's so good.
0: And it, it all starts with my, my big thing is self-care. And self-care is the foundation for this relationship with yourself. And that's what this whole journey was for me. It was learning how to heal this relationship with myself and going back and looking at all these different stories and finding that the spin that I didn't see before or what, what I needed to see, you know, it took a few years, but I, eventually it, it became clear, and everything became um, a little bit more. I, I just felt comforted by that part, mm-hmm. and the self care is just so important. And it's it's kind of a vote. It kind of validates. Um, yeah. You know, I so I find it hard to just believe something without proof, right? Yes. You can't just for and that was always hard for me was okay, yeah, I'm amazing, blah, blah, blah. But you know, if you do things that confirm that,
1: that mm-hmm. give you that proof.
0: Validation, that proof.
1: Validation, you know, the proof. validation yeah.
0: yes. Validation from yourself, not from
1: other Others. people. And that's or what that- Or something externally, which is exactly. what we get when we go to dating apps, right? You get, We're yes. looking for that external validation. Exactly. Well, you have been amazing and I told you I was so looking forward to this this podcast. This is uh, so fun. You are giving people hope, so keep it up and thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod.